podcast where we aim to ask the question, if pro is the opposite of con, is progress the opposite of congress? Hi James, how you doing? Not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad and always a fan of wordplay, so um, yeah, that's a good. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. I'm looking forward to the podcast today. So I decided on the subject of political systems i don't know if i don't know about you but i grew up in the uk i know i know that you grew up in the uk but that's not where i was going with this <laughs> um i grew up in the uk and i just kind of took the political system for granted it is what it is it's always been there we vote for a prime minister and um there's these parties that exist i never really not until i got a bit older um, never really asked the question why is is the political system the way that it is and what's its purpose and so I thought we'd go over a little bit of that that today and uh, try to get to understanding politics a little bit better. I think that's an important thing. Uh, something, although I was taught that we have a queen and that we have uh, a prime minister and that they vote on issues, I wasn't actually aware of how laws were made in this process or the fact that you've got the house of commons commons which is then passed to the house of lords who then um pass it under the queen's nose um for a almost like ritualistic stamp mm. and then it gets made law um yeah kind of uh kind of glad uh that I, I'm glad that I grew up in this country. I think we have been a lot uh, luckier than some political systems. Um, I won't name and shame countries. I'll leave that till we're on a uh, till we're on a roll. But uh, I was learning about some of the decisions that other countries have made, and it's not that England's got it right by any stretch of the imagination, but. I was encouraged to know that we are not the only idiots in the world. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. There's been a fair few of those and there still are. So um, I suppose the, the starting point is always a good thing to, to go over. Obviously um, leadership in many forms has been around, like we discussed in our first podcast around royalty since um, the early phases of BC, etc. at least, um, at least in records, um, but as far as government goes and politics goes, um, shall we say democracy, um, do you know where that started? Well, I will admit it's something that I've done a bit of research into in the past. So, uh, yes, I believe, or the the famous thing that we're all kind of taught, at least, is that um, it occurred, uh, it first occurred in ancient Greece uh, within the city-states uh, system, and the, it, I believe it was Athens where a vote was held as to whether they would go to war, and it wasn't everyone. Um, it was only uh, the powder elite of the time, like the male landowners, um, who got to vote, but each of them um, got to pick up a stone, and it was a white stone for not going to war, and a black stone for 
going to war, and they each cast their vote, and that's the or at least that was the original story that I was taught. But yeah. I've been taught a lot of stories, and no, you're the absolutely older I right. get, the more I realise that some of them are indeed bollocks. You're absolutely right there. Um, so Athens is considered the birthplace of democracy, and obviously democracy itself, the word, can be taken from the Greek language, demos being the people, and kratia being rule. So the word literally breaks down into democracy or democratia, the people rule. Um, so that's where it, it was born. It was born... Um, after Hippias, the last tyrant of Athens, um, was overthrown and um, was the was developed um, in its entirety by Cleisthemes. You were right in that male landowners were given were the ones that were actually given the decisions for leadership. Archons, there was like a council of archons that would that would voice these decisions and carry them out and see that they would carry what out. What does archon mean? That's an interesting question. It's not one that I've got the answer to off the Cause top. Because it's, I, I, it's a term that's used in Magic the Gathering cards. Well, let's find a out, lot. shall we? Um, Archon is an honorary. Um, so it's almost a religious leader. Um, and I suppose that makes sense. Um, Greek, it's a, it comes from the Greek word, which actually means ruler. Um, so it's it's... Um, somebody who was put at the top to lead, but not in the same way. Because even tyrant itself is a word that was that, that it's a Greek word um, for essentially like a single point of power. Tyrants weren't necessarily evil, um, but they were. Uh, that have they come to mean they, evil exactly, based on yeah. the actions of mm -hmm. some tyrants? Yes, absolutely. So that's one of those. Um, evolutions of uh, of the language over time so yeah so um it, it originally started in um in greece you were right um however india also had a level of democracy um it was a bit different in that i mean india was typically led by a large number of kings however those kings were um, advised by an assembly um, which was to which was quite close to what we would see today in our houses of parliament in the uk or in congress in america so these assemblies would help the king make decisions but overall the the king would have the empirical decision at the end wow okay well that's uh just another form of already, historical... Already, already, already learnt a thing or two there, so that's... Yeah. I mean, obviously we know that, that politics itself takes many forms. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, we've got a queen, but we've also got a prime minister and a like house of, house of lords and a house of commons and, you know, um, the houses of parliament. So there's so much more to our political system than there is in... Um, then you would, you can't just put it down to one. This is why I was going to say towards the end that we'll try and identi identify what form of government you think that we have in this country or in in many countries. Because I think we, um, I think the lines become quite blurred after a while when there's been all these different kinds of um, democracy and 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 autocracy throughout time. 
that does that's absolute yeah I, to be fair i think it's going to be difficult because i even reading up what little i have on this the definitions seem to meld together and there are several points which although are stated as though they're definitive within the definitions uh, sorry definitive Def literally means that so I literally <laughs> use the same word good. twice there. Oh, it's too bloody hot. Right. The way that they are defined, although it's trying to be as clear as it can, it's fairly obvious from the subjective wording which had to be used in the writing of the definitions that it's not clear, it's clearly not as cut and dry as you'd think it would be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I thought that when I was doing all the research that I was doing towards, um, like getting towards the, uh, the many different forms of, of government. Um, mainly because you have like everything breaks down into, into subsections and like the entirety of the political systems can be refined into two, two main headings. They are democratic and undemocratic but underneath those two headings you've got a plethora of different systems and essentially you've got as many systems as there are countries and have been countries because every different country has their own means of governing um, and therefore think they do it better and therefore they carry on doing it that way and that ends up with its own definition doesn't it well, that's exactly it. Like uh, every definition normally comes with an example. So just as there is every uh, every different country, if it has enough of a different political system to another country, will be used as an example of a different word. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So right. Well, I, I tell you what. Should we should we start with a. Uh... Do you, do you have a list of different political systems? Like, cause we do, we... we do. Okay. Was, let's go. Let's say so. Before, let's go back to um, tribal days, shall we? Now, obviously, tribal days, hunter gatherers. Um, there's a name for the form of democracy that they have, um, and it's not dead, as much as you would assume that the form of democracy that these tribal groups um, used in order to lead um, and live would have died out over the years, it's so instinctual and um, implied that it's still used today. And it's called prehistoric de democracy, which completely makes sense. It is ancient, beyond ancient. Um, and it essentially is... Um, think about when you you meet up with a bunch of your mates and you all decide which pub to go to. That's prehistoric democracy. The the majority rules. You know? Yeah. Um and that is it's in its base form it's so useful. Um because like I said, you could have a large group of friends and you all essentially take a vote on who's going where and whatever, and yes, okay, not everybody gets their decision, but the majority rule, and everybody has a good time because of it. So that was the oldest form of democracy, um, prehistoric democracy, and like I said, it was still used today. Um, however, you have many different forms of... We're going to go along d uh, democracy first, and then we'll go across 
undem uh, undemocratic uh, government. Okay, so you've also like so if you think about um, if you think about the the form of government that we've got. Okay, there's there's two different forms of democracy. One that we've got which is what we call representative democracy and one which is called direct democracy and the reason I'm taking bringing these up together is because they're quite similar in that direct democracy um, it works better with smaller populations because essentially direct democracy is the people will vote on every decision okay um, and as you can think when it when the population gets quite large and the decisions get larger and the general running of the day-to-day -day becomes um like mundane like just decisions having to be like made on a regular basis for the most mediocre things you end up needing to step away from what was called direct democracy into something called representative democracy and that's what we've got now where representative democracy is you vote somebody in to act on your behalf with your best intentions to make those remedial decisions and then you only really vote on referendums and recalls and um, other like bigger matters who gets to represent you in the first place absolutely yeah yeah, so yeah. we've got a representative de representative democracy, and obviously our democracy itself is split into um, parties. So we've got a partisan representative partisan democracy, where we've got left wing and right wing and um, extremists. Left it, and right. it all uh, it all seems to be fairly central at the moment. The moment you the minute um, you offer have anything a... that's different, you kind of get called a radical. Yeah, absolutely, um, and I think that, that... has. That's definitely happened over time because having those radical views are what developed humanity. And now that we're kind of aging um, and, shall we say, power is becoming more centralised, then the the road that we tend to um, branch off of is very narrow. Uh, whereas before, there were quite opposing and polarising views on um, different decisions that were being made. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, well, all right, so there was prehistoric democracy. When did, um, and then so you'd have that kind of democracy and then you'd have uh, chieftains. At which point does a chieftain, or sorry, a chief dom, I should say, become a dukedom, and when does a dukedom become a kingdom? Sorry, I should say become a kingdom, and when does a kingdom truly become an empire? Yeah, so I, it, I think that more comes down to size, doesn't it? Well, it it, it does, but like I was, I, like I, that, I'm not saying that because I've researched the answer here, and I'm just using it as a door handle. <laughs> to uh, spout my own stuff, but uh, I was genuinely wondering if you came across that. Um, no, but uh, I think it would literally come down to populace um, uh, and size. So, like, ultimately, um, prehistoric democracy, a group making a decision, is different to a chiefdom, because under a chiefdom, you're essentially um, undemocratic. 
you're putting your power into one person. You're under an autocracy or a monarchy. If you've got a king then or a, or a queen, then you've got a monarchy. And if, you, if that bloodline then passes its power on via hereditary means, then that's a monarchy. Um, and monarchies can be small and large, doesn't matter, it's just about centralised power through a bloodline. Um, but autocracy itself is power held by one person, doesn't have to necessarily be um, through a bloodline. It can just be through like the Caesars of Rome, etc. Um, however, I will say, the Caesars, uh, Rome was democratic. It was only undemocratic during times of war, where it would vote in a dictator for a period of six months. I did hear about that, and then you also had the attempts where you'd have two people ruling, or wasn't it the the triarch? Yeah, where they had uh, the idea was that you had three people um, ruling, but no one of them was powerful enough to kind of take power. And unfortunately, wasn't that although, the downfall of Rome? It was one of them, yeah. Because I know that um, I know that Constantinople. Um, split the uh, split the empire, didn't he? Um, he actually put his, um, or rather Constantine, split the uh, split the empire, and he moved his capital, his capital, to Constantinople, which is now obviously Istanbul, um, mm. and therefore moved away from Rome as its capital and left Rome in another. The um, fall of the Roman Empire is actually something I've done a fair amount of uh, research into. Um, uh, but uh, just so you know, it that was much later than the Triarchs. Yeah? Um, yeah, like uh, the Triarchs was before then, although you are absolutely right. Um, from a governmental standpoint, moving the capital from Rome to the fishing village of Byzantine, which mm. is why the later part of the Roman Empire, it's called the Byzantine Empire, yeah. uh, with it ending in 1453, uh, when by uh, the city of uh, Con sorry, the, uh, the city of Constantinople was defeated by the Ottoman sult sultans in yeah. the first mass use of gunpowder. Um, because like up until that point, static walls were the strongest thing you could have, and then uh, it was the Ottoman Sultan's use of gunpowder. Unless which... you're powerful enough to have the Ark of the Covenant, in which case you just blow trumpets and walk around them three times and they fall down, right? Um, I mean, like there's the, oh, there's far far weirder <laughs> stuff. Um, in <laughs> there's far weirder stuff in that book that I believe in than that. Um, is all I can say. Uh, just. Yeah, just pray you never end up going against an angel. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thing, those things are fucking terrifying. Um, right, sorry. Uh, my, my, own, my own personal blasphemies aside, uh, I'm very sorry if you're offended. Don't find me. Don't message me. Just, uh, yeah, you know, if you want an apology, you can ask for one and I will consider it. If I have offended anyone with that, I do apologise, but uh, it's not personal. Um, is all I can say, and it's the stuff that I believe in, so I feel I have the right to talk about it fairly freely. Um, one of the things that really did interest me about ancient forms of government, going back to the point, and sorry for going on a tangent about Byzantine and Constantinople, but it's just one of those few things which I know. Um, like, I was really surprised by what actually happens in 
uh, oligarchy. Is that the right way of oligarchy. pronouncing it? Oligarchy. It's uh, CH as a K, isn't it? So oligarchy, yeah. Okay, so oligarchy. Um, what really surprised me about it is that you've got a few people leading. So you've got a few lords leading, mm -hmm. and you've got a number of... You've got, like, uh, it's not democratic. No. Um, it, is, it is a few people leading. But because I, I assumed, because you've got a few people leading, that it was better than a dictatorship. But what I learned from what little research I did before this was that um, in uh, an ol oligarchy, um, the rich get richer mm -hmm. because a rich man can buy um, can buy the favor of one of the oligarchs, and it's just everybody tries to reach to the top so that they have then more control over law. Yep. Um, so which... which which country um, right now is the best example of an oligarchic? Um, that is a very good government. question. I I assumed that form of government had died out. Let's hear this. It the uh, the, the Russians actually still have oligarchs. They have a number of wealthy powerhouses which are part of Putin's um, council. Um, obviously, Putin himself is the main leader. However, um, without the money and and the money and power that is surrounding him through his oligarchs, he would have nothing. That sounds really, really similar to. Um, well, that almost sounds like the reverse um, of of what we've got in our in our country, where the prime minister is the leader and then it's the traditional thing which doesn't have the traditional thing of monarchy which doesn't necessarily have the power anymore mm. but still there simply because of culture and tradition and i realize a lot of people hate that and a lot of people don't see the point in monarchy and a lot of people wouldn't see the point in oligarchy or, or continuing but i do think they're in change is important and change should not always be resisted but at the same time, every tradition exists for a reason, and it's up to the individual to decide if it's right for them or not. You shouldn't just go, oh, well, it's traditional. We'll do away with that. I'll do my own thing. Because you may actually just end up doing the very thing that was traditional in the first place. You yeah. just didn't know. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's think... a really weak argument. No, I think, I think... No one quote me on that. I think it's... I think I get where you're going with it. I think it's important to know what this is why I always um I always question everything. As much as what I might come the conclusion I might come to is that it's not broken and it doesn't need fixing. I still ask the question because I need to know that the way that it is isn't just that way because it it has been and it always will be. It is that way because it works. Um and I think that's kind of where you were going with it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, for example, we didn't know about nutrients or about nearly as much of the... Um, yeah, nearly as much about, uh, like, chemistry and biology in ancient times. Yet, yeah. most people ate three times a day. 
you know? Yep. And then like, they, they learned, they asked, somebody asked a question, why does this have to be the way, did the research and then went, no, you know what, this actually works and there's a reason why it happens. And as much as it might be instinct that drove us this way, the science backs it up and it's how it should be, you know? That's that. Yeah. So oligarchies are the most common form of government throughout history. Um, essentially, arist- uh, like you said, aristocracies were, were and are a form of oligarchy. Um, some even coexisted alongside monarchies. Did you know that? I did not know that. So that might be more along the line. No, I think I think what the Indians, um, what the Indian people had with uh, their monarchy and their 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 council of um, or their assembly was a little bit different because I didn't read nothing that I read kind of said that their assembly of people were powerhouses and wealthy people I think they were um, trusted advisors shall we say to the king um, trusted for their their connections to the population and therefore their their view was um, clear on certain topics but yeah oligarchies so there are a number of undemocratic um, forms of government, which I'm just going to run them off because they are there's so many of them that you could just you just basically spill them off. But there are I'll come to the end and I'll come come over the, the more um, the more common forms and we'll discuss them. So uh, plutocracy is um, a a government which is ruled by the wealthy. And stratocracy is ruled by the military. A theocracy, can you guess what that is? Uh, I can tell you that a theocracy is ruled by religion, but it's different from an Elastarchy, mm-hmm. which is where... Um, isn't an Elastarchy where the, the government and the church are literally the same? whereas a theocracy is more specific about the belief. And although the belief uh, shapes laws, it's a, government is still a separate institution from the church. Is that right? So if you were thinking along the lines of Vatican City, which is its own country, is that hmm. a theocracy or an aristocracy? I think that... Oh, my God. Is that a theocracy at that point? I think it would be a theocracy because it is heavily based on its religious, um, religious beliefs, isn't it? And yeah. kind of, kind of, God is the lawgiver, so it doesn't matter about their rules and their laws; they follow the law of the Bible. So, um, mm. yeah, I do like that uh, they don't have a. Um, I do like that they don't have an immigration law like you can go into vatican city without doing any passports kind of uh well they'd be they'd be, they'd be, a, little, they'd be a little bit little bit of trouble if uh they had to have the part i did have my passport with me when i went to the vatican city um but mm-hmm. you didn't need it when you went in you just went paid your money and went through the gates like you would do if you were going to like the national history museum or whatever um oh, but you were only ha- only actually allowed in the public areas but my god the level of art in that um, in that in that country is absolutely incredible. Um, well, I, def- I definitely want to go uh, go there at some point. I did go to the Louvre, and I need to go back there. Is all I can say. There's just so much there. 
I mean, I've got photos on my phone, and they are some of my most prized photos that I've taken. I don't, okay. I'm not one to take many photos, but the art in in uh, the Vatican City is absolutely astonishing, and the yeah, age not... of it and the history of it. I won't go into it anyway. I'm going on a complete tangent here about. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. I'll take a look at those photos at work next time you're in. No problem. Right. No Great. problem. So obviously we've got um, theocracy. We just discussed that. We've got um, kleptocracy. So mm-hmm. obviously klepto. What do you think kleptocracy okay. could be? Is could that just be power belongs to whoever takes it? Yeah, ruled by corrupt individuals. So, um, mm. so people I, that I are love, out for I, themselves. That's the thing I like, though, um, or that's something that I struggle with. When I was looking at specifically the examples of tyranny, yep. I struggled very much not... To, I, I struggled with seeing the difference between... Because uh, it, it kept on saying things like people who take control of a country unlawfully. Now, how many people have taken control of a country unlawfully and then just rewritten the laws? Because yeah, exactly. I would argue that that's... I'm not going to say every single royal family i'm not going to say every single dictator no but, but if but if it's not line, 50% then i will yeah. be very surprised yeah i mean some point in that system it was overturned wasn't it you know mm. um the, normally the birth of a new political system be it a, a new regime of monarchic leader or a new regime of dictator like it's it's still almost um taken over in a in a kleptocracy isn't it and then it's then it's molded into their own form of either undemocratic or democratic politi- uh, political system so um and i'm going to throw this one out there do you know what the name for no government is Re- okay i'm going to say it and i'm Really worried this is one of those ones where it's just kind of obviously wrong. Um, or it's the obvious answer, so therefore it is wrong. But I'm just going to say it. Isn't it anarchy? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was really... Oh my god. Okay, I, oh, right. I assumed that was wrong because it was the obvious answer. No, it is absolutely and right being... because it is the, the obvious answer. <laughs> right, okay. No, that's right. Anarchy. And there are um, anarchic parties in many countries around the world, people that don't feel like the government is the way that we should have our lives and we should each be our own our own leader. However, oh, it's a very it's a very difficult world to, to envision, knowing well, it's, the it's, it's, variety it's, of humans that are out there and uh, that could be a very, very barbaric world. Well, I'd, I'd love to say I could believe in anarchy, but... Um, I can't. I don't trust people. Like, no. and that's the, the, that's not the way I should be. Uh, and I won't go into the my own moral quandaries and shortcomings. Otherwise, that's a whole other. Uh, that's a whole other topic, which I doubt we will be covering. Um, but like, yeah, uh, I, I, I quite like the idea of, um stepped back society like i disagree with a lot of the people who end up um 
who end up applying for liber libertarianism in the US. Um, but I would say that the idea of if you're going to uh, found a country on freedom, um, it shouldn't surprise you that a lot of your citizens will be attracted to the idea of less government. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a very good reason for that. When you end up with um, a display of very unfaithful behaviours, um, time and time again throughout history, your people will slowly but surely begin to lose faith in you um, mm. and the system. Um, and that doesn't, it's, it, it's what ends up with um, revolt over time, isn't it? Like, and that's what ended up with the tyrannies, uh, the tyrant um, Hippias in Greece being overthrown and democracy itself being invented. Um, it's what uh, what ended up with it's what killed a lot of kings throughout history, where their rule offended so many people that they ended up saying no, we can do this differently, we can do this better, and they took power themselves. Um, and there are some people. Um, dictators which is another form of undemocratic government dictatorship where people take power themselves because they want to impose their change um, and uh, yeah that that there's some very strong examples that we can we can certainly discuss which uh, in which dictatorships have gone for the worse I think there's several examples as well where revolutions have also in turn uh, gone badly. Like I, I find it frustrating that if you get people drunk, everyone will uh, everyone will like say they want a revolution, um, but when it comes to the actual day, like, you know, because we all also know that revolution means chaos, it means disruption, mm. it means uncertainty, and it means change, and yes. sometimes that change will be for the better, but if you've got a largely comfortable, um, if you've got a largely comfortable populace, it's going to be really difficult to actually convince them to change or do anything because in order to have that political change you've got to be willing to risk not just a little bit but risk a lot yeah. and i don't think people genuinely want to risk a lot and it's also it, it seems like when you're younger you're very much up for that because at that point you don't have a lot and you're not necessarily in a position where you've got kids where you've got huge financial commitments or things that you've been you know like working towards a house for 30 years you buy your house and then a revolution happens and some people burn it down you know like not i, I don't know revolution isn't a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination but there is a bloodiness to it there is a grit to it and there needs to be a determination behind it or it's not going to happen, or it will fail. Yeah, and it's very difficult to find that grit and determination when you end up um, 
like the the saying you can't justify the end by the means um as much as you might aim for um revolution you might aim for such a fantastic and beautiful thing watching the bloodshed along the way and all the things that you lose and you might lose yourself in the process and is that really the price that you were willing to pay in order to get to where you wanted to go and that's what i think a lot of um think that's one thing that i think is overlooked when people start pushing or, or peoples have pushed for a revolution in the past uh, they've aimed for a better world and have in the process tr created something a lot worse in the process mm. Okay, well, um, which out out of the historical forms of um, of governance of political systems, which is your favourite and why? Would you say, Nick? Um, I would probably think if I was going to go with my favourite form of existing um, government, I would probably go with a non-partisan democracy where elections um and take elections were uh, are taken place without reference to any kind of political party the decisions are based on what needs to happen and why not based on a agenda a political agenda um and i think that's like um that's a lot of what i what i kind of live by is is um make decisions for the right reasons and not for the sake of making decisions. What about yourself? I'm... I mean, I like the idea of a classical republic. I mean, who doesn't? But, like, the way that that always works out doesn't seem to to be great either um no i will i will stick with classical classical republic um yeah like not everybody gets the vote but if you get if you're able to work your way into a certain oh okay no because you see just right there i've just said that not everyone in this country should get to vote by extension uh nope no, I just I don't know. It uh it's a difficult question, isn't it? It's a difficult and... question. So and like and if you're like me, uh listeners, you will put your foot in it. Um No, I I'm trying to think of good dictators and there have been several throughout history. But the problem is is like when it comes to dictators you're rolling the dice depending entirely on the uh on the mental fortitude of the individual absolutely and I mean, the base of their personality like if they were a dick to begin with yeah they're going to keep being a dick and even if they were a nice and reasonable person to begin with they might they I might mean, still end up going wrong i mean obviously we were discussing um rome earlier and they opted to elect a dictator during times of war in order to centralize power and give them make them stronger and for the main part that dictator was for the love of rome and made decisions fair and just decisions 
strong decisions, but fair and just decisions, um, for the betterment of the country or the empire. Um, however, there were times when we look at Emperor Caligula, where dictatorships went completely the other way, um, and you ended up with a complete madman at the helm, uh, which doesn't work very well for the country or the empire at all. So yeah, I, can, I definitely get where you're coming from, where you kind of roll the dice um, based on the psyche of the person that you take that takes over. But also, what happens to that individual whilst they're in power? I mean, um, Hippias, um, the last tyrant of Greece, the reason he ended up being um, labelled as quite a horrible man, or a tyrant in turn, um, was because his brother was murdered, and he became very angry because of that. So, you know, power is a very dangerous thing, and this is another thing that I wanted to kind of go over. Like, power is dangerous, and when you end up with um, centralised power, it's who who was it who said power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely? I don't know who originally said it, but it's a very famous saying, and I should look it up. Mm. Well, um, it's absolutely right. It's absolutely right. Now, um, you look at things like Marxism or socialism. Um, like the idea in itself is actually quite wonderful. The very base of the ideology is actually quite wonderful. It's about everybody being everything being available for everybody. But the problem is that when you end up centralising that leadership and corruption comes in, it doesn't work. You end up with democracy. But when you end up with decisions being made by wealthy people, um, no matter the political party that's in power, like them paying to have certain decisions to be passed through Parliament or through um, Congress, um, that's corrupt, you know? Um, even, like I said about Marxism, like communism in itself, like the Chinese had uh, communism, the Russians, or rather the Soviet Union had um, communism, um, the Germans had communism, and it worked. The Vietnamese for have a, communism at yeah, the moment. The, the, com, uh, the Vietnamese are still, I believe, communists. Mm. Um, but it's still corrupt because the power centralises at the top. It's not distributed to the people like it should be. It's centralised at the top. And when you end up with that situation, you end up with an imbalance of um, of wealth and an imbalance of power. And you end up with essentially a dictatorship um, and the, the an oppression where the people are... Um, drilled down, ground down, and and made to feel worthless because they've got nothing. In the, the the small party at the top have got everything. So I think there's a couple of things that I found when I was looking things up that kind of made me go, you know what? So much of government is um, good and has the potential to be so good, but power. Humans and power. <laughs> Humans and power. And you throw money in as a means to gain power. And mm. my God, you've got a recipe for disaster, no matter what person. And I mean this. Um, there are very few people in the world that can say 
that they would not be corrupted by 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 money and would not be corrupted by power you know yeah, that's it and um that kind of leads me into um my next question for you which is um if you if you could design your own form of government what now, it would takes, it be it takes a very sharp mind to do something like that and i think it is beyond me like did you know um annoyingly uh i've learned a lot of my facts from lowbrow media um but uh at the constitutional convention um in i think it was I think it was eighteen. Was it eighteen eighty? Eighteen eighty one. Eighty. It was in the eighteen eight. Nope. Sorry. It was in the seventeen eighties. Uh, Alexander Hamilton, um, who was one of the revolutionaries in America, uh, gave a six-hour presentation um, on a new form of government, which ended up. Um, being like a, a number of things would change, but but that was the that was the start. That's one of the starting points of the American government. Yeah, the constitutionalized right uh, democracy, yeah. which I think um, it's got great legs. For lack yeah, of a better term, absolutely. Um, it's got great absolutely. legs. Um, it the the fact I, that you give a a baseline for any kind of governor, future governor. Um, in in order like almost like a rule book um well i i do like that there are certain rights which are protected like and although you know you can argue how corrupt things have become over the years in america and you can argue how much of that has fell fell away and how much of that still survives but the very fact that they have a freedom to speech and there's nowhere in our constitution where we have that freedom if you take it away from people, it will cause uproar. Um, but, you know, the number of times that, uh, like, a certain rally or a certain demonstration is just kind of um, stopped by police or, like, dissuaded or disbanded. Um, and well, the fact that... The, uh, the use of media goes hand in hand with the voice of the people doesn't it if the if the voice that the people are projecting if what they're trying to say isn't in agreement and accordance with what the um the people in power want to actually portray then the media don't cover it you know and they won't mm. cover it in order to silence that voice and to exhaust the efforts of those people that are trying to project that image um irrespective of whether that that view is um for the better or not and then what they will do i mean the, the power of media is is more powerful than the freedom of speech i think and that is where so many countries go wrong now i mean you can take a picture you can take a video of a riot on the on like a brawl pub brawl on a street corner plaster it up on the news and say that a, uh, an entire country's in in um civil unrest and the entire world will believe it because all they've got to go by is what you've told them and those images that you've put on the tv you know 
And if if they can do that with one little image, then they can do the complete opposite by not portraying it at all. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. No, it's interesting that, like, I know... Control the media, control the mind. It's an overused um, saying, uh, but at the same time, it is entirely... There's a reason why things are overused, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. it's definitely... Um, so, I... I, as much as I don't think I know better, um, but I know there are, I know there are times when I've had um, the audacity, shall we say, to think I know better and to li oh, when I've listened we've to all had those moments. Yeah, exactly. I've listened to a lot of um, other people kind of say, "Well, if I was in power, I'd do it this way. I'd do it that way." I think I would, if we get, if we're going to answer the question, we I would. Um, utilize more of the technologies that we have available to us in the modern day in order to lead in order to govern i don't think you can give power to people without corrupting or risking corruption so i feel like constitution is definitely where um, like is definitely the right way to go but constitutionalize a governing, shall we say, computer. A computer that has no choice but to act on its own constitution. And pose those questions and queries to that, govern, to that governing computer. And that computer will make impartial, correct decisions based on the information that it would have present to it, which would be the economical effects, the environmental effects, the social uh, effects of those decisions, and then it would be able to make a statistically correct decision, which you can't get through um, democracy in its rawest form, because everybody's got their own agenda. And when everybody's got their own agenda, everybody's out for themselves. And they're not out for the betterment of the world, the global populace, the, the, the planet even. Like Everybody's out to protect themselves. You look at how many decisions get passed through, um, through Congress and through the Parliament now which have such detrimental effects on the, gut, on the, uh, on the planet. I mean, they're, they're, they've pledged um, 80, um, 80 million into research into quantum power. Okay, now this has only been done recently through the British government. 80 million. Okay, do you know how many billions we've spent on bombs and ships and aircraft? And like when you're looking at quantum power, you're talking about zero point energy, you're talking about energy out of nothing, essentially mm. out of nothing, about out, out of the fabric of space. Okay, now science proves that that is a possibility. Nicholas Tesla has shown mm -hmm. that that's possible. Mm. Why isn't it a thing? Because the people with money don't want it to be a thing. Because the main people with money are people with oil, people with amenities. I mean, way back when Tesla was um, developing a lot of this, these technologies that he had, the person that he got his funding from got most of his money through copper wire. 
And what Tesla was proposing would eradicate the use of wires. He was talking about power that could just be drawn out of the space around us and therefore didn't need to be distributed across a power grid or a centralised power grid. It could just be a box you put in your house that drew the power for you and created the power for your house. So the bloke stopped his funding and denied his patents, paid the government to refuse his patents, and then um, Nikola Tesla ended up alone, very poor, and when he died, all of his... All of his um, in all of his, um, tw I think they said like 20 cardboard boxes of his documents were seized by the, uh, by the government. Um, and, um, I mean, Donald Trump's family had a hand in those documents being seized. His family were one of the powerhouses that actually seized those, those, um, documents. Um, so that's, that's another, that's, that's an example of how, you give power to the wrong people and you mix money into the middle of it and humans can't be trusted to make the right decisions. They will make the decisions that better themselves. It's part of human nature. It's survival of the fittest, which is why I think if government is going to evolve forwards, I think we need to step away from humans governing and give power, not necessarily power, but the, the, the decision-making to something that is impartial and has no choice but to be impartial. I can completely understand, like, uh, humans are corrupt, but I do, I will say I disagree, And but the reason for my disagreeing, I'm aware, I'm aware, is also very flawed and also a little bit evil, if I'm honest with you, but I will, I'll explain myself. Everything you've said there, makes sense the idea of the incorruptibility uh the uh if you gave a machine the numbers for human happiness and even if there was a slight skew in the subjective value uh of those numbers or sorry as they would chosen subjectively you would end up with a stronger and more efficient form of government the thing that terrifies me there is that There's not an out switch. Do you know what I mean? Like with uh, with any evil dictator, although a lot of revolutions fail, if you chop the the head off the snake, in a way it's done and massive change is brought about. Maybe not all the change, maybe not all of the good things uh, that you wanted, but at the very least that individual's rule and say on things is done whereas with a machine i'd be really worried about okay well we've turned off this machine or we've turned off this algorithm we're now going to try this one instead and if all of the base coding is the same on the next one like i don't see it as a discontinuation and also the fact that machines and it systems like okay it systems uh, me and you both mm -hmm. uh, yeah you know i'll be be honest and i hope that you're okay with this both of us work in it and so when things are interacting with other systems they've got a lifespan 
But if you put all of your development into keeping a system alive and making other systems work around it, you could keep that going indefinitely. I guess um, I don't want an infallible, uh, immortal, but inhuman, concarnate dictator. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, and and although you've made a lot of strong arguments there, and I'll I'll agree with a lot of your arguments. Quite possibly, and I, I hate this because I'm undermining myself here, but I feel it's always better to be fair and honest. That fucking terrifies me. Mm. Like my aim was to be controversial. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I, I asked, all right. Well, I, asked all right well, the, I asked the question. Well, I I always get. Uh, yep. Talk about a massive robotic overlord. No, and it, don't worry. I, think I will shit my pants. I think <laughs> that's. I think that's perspective, isn't it? I think. I think there is so much that is put out in like you look at Terminator movies, etc., where Skynet is this mm. is, and even the Matrix, the, the the machine takes over. It's it's all there just to, like it almost feels like it's to make you terrified of technology, whereas. Um, Technology doesn't scare me. I think if technology is given intelligence and self-awareness, then yes, absolutely, it would be terrifying. But we've been using computers for years, and they haven't killed us yet. They, exactly, and if it's if if it's if it's designed in the right way, I mean, the, the one that the one film that I think does it does project it properly um is irobot where intelligence itself is given a set of unbreakable vows shall we say that it mm. must adhere to and it cannot harm humanity it must always aim to support humanity and it puts its own life second to humanity ultimately we design these machines to serve us technology should be freeing it should be freedom you know, um, but because of the system that we live in, and like much as you, much as you said, and I'll come back to this point, but much as you said, like designing a program, and just because it doesn't work, rewriting it, if its base code is the same, then essentially you're, you're on the same path. Um, yeah. But there's or no if reason replacing um, one robot dictator with one that was built exactly the same way in the same factory using the same parts with yeah. the same operating system mm -hmm. and then has the memories of the old one loaded into it. Yeah. That's not a different system no, of government. Exactly. That's still exactly. that's still the same. Yeah, but tell me that the the government that we have human brains um, isn't doing exactly the same thing. We're all built in the same society. We're all all educated in the same schools. Our leaders are all educated in the same schools. They are all the same pe same boxes that come out of the factory and get put into positions of power. And we go, we don't like this one, so we get rid of that one and we put another one into place that's exactly the same. That's come through the same education system. That's become that's come through the same the same kind of. Um, factory that we all have or they all have because i'll say this now most most um, leaders in in our country and in those others of the uh of the most powerful in the world tend to go through the same education system and it is separate to our own um they 
they're they're exactly they're exactly the same thing. You know, they're just wired differently. They're just there's a different chip in this one, and there's a different there's a different um, outer coating on that one. You know, but it's all exactly if you if you see things in that perspective, you're doing exactly the same with humans. You know, maybe it's but my own so lack much. of empathy, but I see a huge variety in each person. Even if people have been to the same school or are from the same uh, family or hold the same beliefs, there's enough of... It, even assuming that I'm wrong here, and quite often I do assume I'm wrong because of just the amount that it happens, there is enough of a superficial difference for me to believe that it's different. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the right way of putting this here. Um, yes, you're right. It might just be the other robots got a new red coat of paint or something along those lines. But because everybody's... Because every... Okay, so this world is massive. We all only have a tiny keyhole. A tiny keyhole... Um, into this reality um, because we've got this tiny keyhole I believe that even being put through the same education system having similar family experiences even in the controlled media um, environments in which we live I still believe there is enough difference and enough room between those things for it not to be totally a controlled system, yeah. And I guess that I guess that, that that's my problem. That with all systems of government, you go from freedom and no government to totalitarian control. And I always, I always feel there should be a balance, and you should always be asking yourself. When have I gone too far? I I think if you put all of your all of your things all of your things into a machine that can live forever and live indefinitely, arguably the perfect leader. I find that too close towards the perfect control. Maybe I'm. I don't think I'm an anarchist at heart, but I do believe that there needs to be an element of chaos even in government because we are chaotic beings but that might be that that's oversimplified and that's wrong but i tell you what tell me why if you can tell me why i'm wrong and what are, what are your views on that no absolutely and i think that was the whole point that i was trying to make there wasn't necessarily this is what i think should happen it was tell me why this couldn't you know um, okay and it, it was right. it was maybe and this is what we when we spoke about like putting this pod like making this podcast i did say that there are going to be times when i you play devil's advocate I, I you did it very well challenge the narrative you know mm. um and like as you said the, it's a very compelling argument um to have um, almost an uh, uh an artificial um autocracy um almost an incorruptible autocracy um and it on paper and especially to the autistic brain, um, there's very little logical um, um, 
imperfection with it, shall we say, but mm. you add the human element into it and it becomes questionable, you know. Um, but as I said, it as much as as much as I like, I don't want to ever come out with a comment which people think, oh no, like I'm not, I don't agree with what he says, and that's offended me. Absolutely, do come back and challenge it. My, most of what I say, and I say this more for the listeners than for for yourself. Most of what I say will be in an aim to either challenge your belief and get you to. Um, question it for the growth of yourself or to reaffirm that belief um, I don't ever aim to um, offend what I do aim to do is either strengthen your own belief or help you grow as an individual um, and in it in turn that's all I aim to listen when I listen to to challenges on my own uh, perspective is to help me develop past any um, impurity, shall we say, that I have in my perspective. Um, or maybe just strengthen my own belief. That's fair enough. So with 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 that, I think we get to the point where we kind of go, okay, okay. So we've kind of, we've gone over the different part, the different types of government that we have, okay, in, in history. We've, we've kind of um, or I highlighted a, a version of government that could could be the future of, of governing. What kind of government do you think we have? What could you um, title our government as? Okay, so I would say we're a representative uh democracy but i um i like the fact that we do have a king or queen and for example if a law was a complete load of bollocks and say even if our um yeah if our uh our king turned around and said, no, that's bollocks. You're not doing that. And then, you know, took a march and went on social media about why this is wrong and why it shouldn't happen. Yes, he would be deposed, but it would cause a massive problem for that bill to go through. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think that would... Just the very fact that that's a, the fact that that's a thing, um, is I think I I think that's good, you know the fact that there are points of, um, stop and points of challenge. Uh, yeah, points of challenge. The you know that that it's not just somebody writes a. Yeah, somebody writes a a law and immediately it goes through. Yeah, you know, everybody's like just... perspective is valued and therefore. Yeah, that's it. So on paper, um, our government 
is, you could title it as a constitutional representative democracy. Constitutional because we have a monarchy, but they don't really have a large amount of power. It's kind of, it's kind of parliamentary. Um, the main bulk of the power is parliamentary, and therefore our, and our parliament is based in its own delegates and parties, so therefore it's a representative democracy. So you could call it a constitutional um, parliamentary uh, or a representative democracy. Now, I would like to challenge the narrative again and kind of push towards it being more of a plutocracy. Um, and I say this based on my own observations that I've um, that I've made through my through my upbringing, and that is that you know what I don't I've never been one to vote regularly. It's taken a lot for me to actually go and vote, and that's not because um, I don't want to, because I absolutely do. But it's because I don't feel that the people that we're voting for are the people with real power. And as I said, challenge the narrative. This is me um, having um, a, a strong opinion. Uh, but there's reasons for it. And the, the reasons are that there's so much money now outside of the government in private organisations. You said it yourself in our education podcast, where you said that, um, was it the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers that funded a uh, like the education in uh, America and built the education system, or was it in the UK? Um, it was uh, the Rockefeller. Yeah. Um, and the, the, essentially, if you've got, a family which can impact the uh, prescribed teachings, should we say, through the use of money. And that's only one occasion that it's happened through education. It's happened a lot more. Um, you've also got the same with the health system. You've got um, numerous different acts that are passed because people with power, people with money, have given the government a large amount of money and said, pass this act because, um, pass this act and I will give you a lot of money. Um, and that in turn has led to laws and regulations which now rule the country. When you, when you, have, a, when you have a parliament or a government which is bought regularly by private organizations i don't think you have a democracy anymore i think you have a plutocracy and as much as i said it, it challenges the narrative and maybe i will get a bit of backlash from a lot of people uh, by saying it i think i am right in saying that when you that, that um uh, we have an existing plutocracy both in this country and in others um, around the world that money rules now and I don't think it is governments that do. To be fair, there's so many um, there's so there's so many uh, little 
uh, so many people have said that uh, the world isn't ruled by countries, nations, royal families, but corporations. I'm not sure uh, if that is the case uh, or not, but I mean, like money does always does have a huge amount of power. Like we all we've all heard about the uh about the t the recently uh, when this podcast was made a billionaire uh went down to go see the titanic in a not homemade but not 100% uh well-made sub and it got crushed horribly we've all heard about that that's everywhere on the news what we didn't hear about and what has come to light, because it's still news, but it's not got nearly as much coverage, is that 700 people died, uh, immigrants died in a boat on its way to Greece. Exactly. One billionaire. 700 people, 700 migrants. And I'll say, I'll say this for something. One person out of the 700 that died in that boat accident would have would have had more um, people mourning their death, personally, mm. than and I'll say this because I have seen, um, I mean the son of that billionaire, when he went missing underwater, went to a Blink One Eight Two concert. Did you know that? Knew that his stepdad had gone missing under the water in the, the Titan that was on its way down to the Titanic um, and still went to um, a Blink-182 concert. You could argue that maybe he was uh, drowning his sorrows. He, I think he did post uh, it that, out that, there. That was, an, that was bad wording and I that was intentional, <laughs> but um, that's not what I was going for, though. That's not my uh, subconscious, but that's just dodgy wording. Um I don't know when when messed up stuff happens. Sometimes people do just keep going with it. You know, they keep doing the thing that they are aware of, um, or they'll keep just following. Just how I'm trying to think of the right wording here. When things go horribly wrong, sometimes you will just stick with what you know. Mm. Yeah, but it's the it's the difference in um, it's what power what money breeds, isn't it? So the the means for him to um, come to terms or deal with the missing stepfather at the bottom of the ocean was for him to go and be a consumer. Mm. Wasn't for him to go and be with his mother and be with family and seek solace in that because the, the the system that he'd grown up in was very material he went and was a consumer in order to deal with that trauma and i thought that was really really interesting whereas i as i said i, I happen to firmly believe that anybody any survivors of um, the disaster with the 700 immigrants however they weren't they weren't survivors themselves. They would have had family that are survivors of that um, and have to deal with that trauma. 
they would, being from, given the fact that they were immigrants, being from therefore um, not wealthy background, they would be seeking solace in the loved ones around them and the here and now and actually bearing their their feelings. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Um, annoyingly, I've just whilst I've been listening to you there, my mind has come up with uh, a few more bad, well, as just generated uh, puns, bad puns, which I'm now aware of. Um, so we'll have a quick chat about those. I'm not going to say those on record. Um, it's just, it is a shame that uh, we're now going into consumerism and like, it's interesting that idealism, like idealism leads to revolution or idealism and efforts lead to revolution. I'm not sure where uh, consumerism leads although lots of people seem to think that it's going to end up being with um, a mixture of nihilism and narcissism. Um, I am worried about those elements uh, being in politics. Um, although I'm unable to come up with a good uh, political system, as I don't know what would work for the most people, uh, I will admit at least capitalism keeps us, uh, yeah, I don't know, keeps us uh, miserable in comfort, I think. Yep, so... The famous just... quote which says, money won't buy you happiness, but it at least teaches you to be miserable in comfort. Absolutely. To give capitalism its definition, capitalism is an economy that is built on uh, buying and selling as a means to maintain growth. And um, it's not centralised around the personal growth, it's centralised around financial growth, which is completely impersonal in itself. But it is a political system that is, or it's a system that is heavily used in um, our political systems in this, in the Western world. So you've got obviously communism and capitalism as two different branches of the same thing, where communism is the distribution of power and wealth um, to everybody, which, as I said, in a perfect world is fantastic, but you end up with it corrupt because it has to be led by a person or a, a group of people which tend to end up centralizing the wealth and power as well um, but capitalism itself is a means for individuals to centralize that outside of the governing body uh, which is as i said uh, which is where the discussion started obviously was where we uh we were talking about um, plutocracy um and plutocracy is a, a, I suppose, a byproduct of capitalism, because you do end up with the Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos and, and the, uh, the uh, Elon Musks of the world, which have extortionate amounts of money. And I'm not saying that they have a political agenda, um, but they certainly have the money to influence a political agenda if they had one. Um, and that's kind of where money comes into it, isn't it? Um, but Here's to hoping that um, society itself, as a people, have the sense to remember that they are human, 
and that there needs to be humanity in decisions and not just money because if we focus entirely on money and economy then we put aside human and planetary survival mm. no, absolutely cool well I feel that would be a good place to end unless you've got uh, specific stuff as always these uh, these topics are incredibly uh, deep and we're only going to have yeah I, I feel that our conversations are good because we're bothering to dig but we are going at a quarry with a trowel <laughs> yeah absolutely oh my god we could go on for days but we are we're, yeah. we're right we're gonna end we're gonna end there for today um so thank you to everybody listening um i do want to just add at the end here if you have got to this point and you have enjoyed the uh, podcast and you want to continue if if you want us to continue making these podcasts um i then and you want to support us in whichever way you can you can now head over to patreon.com slash pods with uh is it nj pods or pods with nick and james the, the the link will be in the description of whichever platform you're on and you can uh, become a patreon for as little as one pound a month um, which will go towards um, supporting these podcasts and continuing them in the future so um from myself thank you very much for listening and from james I thank you very much for listening, and uh, apologies for any offence caused. Um, I hope you have a good week, and if you're struggling with money, please don't give it to us. Absolutely. Uh, if, if you have plenty to spare and want us to keep going, by all means do. But uh, yeah, don't uh, don't don't break the bank there. All right. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to stop digging my own grave, and I'll see you all next week. Take care, guys.